You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. Alan Shoes is a novelist whose latest book is To Catch the Lightning. He's the book commentator for NPR's All Things Considered. Thank you for joining me, Alan. This has been fun, Rick. Just uh, talking about books. Yeah, and today we're talking about three thrillers. And one thing that strikes me when I look at these three books is one thing that really helps a thriller a lot is to have a good MacGuffin. And I think that's something these, these three books really share. Let's talk about uh, The Genesis Secret by Tom Knox. This is a mm-hmm. debut novel right. um, by a guy who's a journalist. His name is Sean Thomas. He, he's a British journalist, which um, lends his story some authority since his character is a journalist as well. Right, right. Uh, yeah, he gets this uh, assignment that seems like a throwaway to uh, go to uh, Turkey, to eastern Turkey and sort of watch somebody dig up uh, an old archaeological site, which, as it turns out, happens to be the site of Eden. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, actually, you learn a lot about Kurdish culture, uh, because this is a Kurdish section of uh, Turkey, and and you learn that the Kurds are maybe the original people of the Middle East, uh, with a very strange god, if that's true, and it's convincing in the novel, but... um, and uh, he gets in deep trouble because of this. Then he gets that. There's also that double, the, the double plot of these uh, uh, wor- idol worshippers, uh, you know, hellfire, the out, out, outgrowth of the old British Hellfire Club, uh, murdering people across England, as well as uh, the, the problems at the site of uh, what seems to be Eden. Um, so you, you, you keep reading this. Uh, <laughs> keeps pulling you along. It, but the, the the one the book that really kept me going um, was uh, this legal thriller, Marine One, by this uh, San Diego lawyer named James W. Houston. That's H U S T O N, um, not uh, alas, our dear late friend Jim Houston who died uh, a week ago. But uh, that the, the last third of that novel is a trial. I mean the the uh, the occasion of that novel is uh, Marine One, the president's helicopter, going down in a thunderstorm uh, on his way to Camp David. And this huge uh, trial, uh, which the government attacks the helicopter company, uh, World Helicopter, that built the machine. And uh, it, 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 the waves keep spreading out further and further to include a, a really nasty conspiracy involving international politics and a the helicopter pilot who hates the president, who's, uh, who may be having an affair with the, the president's wife. Um, and all of this comes out in this, this amazing trial uh, that goes on towards the uh, last third of the book. And uh, I just sat at my desk in my chair reading the last 40 pages. I wasn't going to put it down till I finished because you don't really know what's going to happen uh, at this trial until the last 10 pages. So uh, really... That really zinged me along. 
And that's written in a pretty amusing and kind of sarcastic voice, isn't it? Because you have a hero who's one of the most evil of all human beings, a trial lawyer. (laughs) Actually, he's not a bad guy. No, he's a nice guy, but we think we hear trial lawyers and we think of slime-covered monsters rising from the swamp these days. Right. This guy just wants to to know the truth. Uh, He doesn't talk much about how much he's going to get from the helicopter company if he uh, wins the the suit for that. But the, 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 the really smarmy, slimy lawyer is the guy on the side of the president's widow and the widows of the uh, Secret Service agents and helicopter pilot who went down with the, uh, with the, the aircraft. I mean, this guy is a, is a monster. He, he, he poses a settlement uh, as you remember at the beginning of the uh, novel. He says, well, I'll, we'll take $2 billion dollars and not go to trial. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, just a small settlement. One thing about that book I thought was nice is, is the uh, uh, the way um, it uses kind of it has a somewhat simple premise that just mm-hmm. starts keeps multiplying out every time you open one card, two more comes out. I think that's a really effective form for a thriller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I went into it just with the title alone. I thought I was going to be reading some kind of uh, you know military hardware novel. But it turns out to be one of the best uh, trial novels ever in a long, long time. And this guy's really good. Now, um, trial novels also have a, have an interesting history, and, and it, they're a great way for uh, writers to really launch themselves up a notch. And, you know, obviously John Grisham's a, a good example of that. Yeah, because Scott Turow is the, the reigning champ of trial novels. Uh, you saw he just signed a multi-million dollar contract uh, in New York for his next three novels. Wow. Multi-billion? Multi-million. Multi-million. <laughs> I thought he was sounding like a trial lawyer himself. Well, he is one, isn't he? Yes, he is. Actually, he's, still practic- he's still practicing, as is this, as is this guy, uh, Houston, H-U-S-T-O-N, in San Diego. Oh, to be a successful lawyer and to be an engaging novelist at the same time. Uh, I, I don't know how they, how they do it. I guess they don't play golf, <laughs> but I don't play golf either. But I'm not a successful trial lawyer. Uh, and then this other this other thriller, which uh, I mean, you rarely want airplane trips to be longer, right? But I read this on on the airplane coming back from California to Washington. It's called Fragment by Warren Fahey, F H F A H Y, and that's just uh, terrific. It's uh, kind of a a, a Biology graduate students, Jurassic Park is what it reads like to me. Somebody who really enjoyed the Stephen Gould book, uh, The Burgess Shales. uh, Right, yeah. He brings every every, uh, known pre-Cambrian life form uh, to fruition on this uh, isolated island in the South Pacific uh, that no one's visited for a thousand years except for a British sailor and his crew, some of whom die when they make this stop off there in the 19th century, and uh, suddenly there's this uh, reality show cruise ship that shows up there, and uh, when the people on that crew start dying in large numbers, uh, the American military shows up, and the, you know, the Navy shows up, and it turns out that there's some very interesting and hungry life forms that have evolved on this island completely isolated from uh, every place else in the world. Uh, you know, since the uh, initial 
continents of whatever, what are they called? Gondola and... Pangea. Pangea. Pangea, right. Uh, parted ways. And, and, and I, I really like the, the kind of zest that this uh, guy, uh, Fahey, used to describe these various life forms. And I think he had a lot of fun doing it, although, I mean, you have fun reading it. If your idea of fun, as I think ours is, is... Uh, you know, getting pretty scared and sort of holding on to the book and reading as fast as you can so the horrible parts will, will be over. <laughs> I have to say I was really impressed by his willingness to create characters and slaughter them in a heartbeat. I was wondering if anybody who started the novel was going to end up at the yeah. end of it. Well, you knew, you sort of knew that. I mean, I hope the TV host was going to get it, but she didn't. But you sort of knew the, the, the pretty uh, scientist uh, was, was going to somehow survive. But it's going to be make, make a great movie if if they use real monsters that they construct rather than digitalized. Yeah, yeah, I want, I want some practical effects here. I, I, and it can be done. I mean, some of the descriptions of this reminded me of some of the, the creatures you glimpse in uh, the 1982 version of The Thing. Mm-hmm. Some of those kind of half-insect, half-mammal, uh, just mm-hmm. crazy put-together things. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I really liked about this novel there was uh, that this idea of an invading ecology, mm-hmm. it's not just the critters that are dangerous. It's the entire idea of the ecosystem that our ecosystem and the ecosystem that's come up through yes. millions of years of evolution on this island right. um, is, a, is a threat to ours. Yeah, yeah. Except, well, there's a, there's a, a wonderful ending in a certain way that we won't reveal. Uh, because of some creatures that turn out to be living on this island and having involved on this island. Um, so it's, um, it's really quite a surprise at, at, the, at the very end. So you go from biological science fiction to what? I don't know, how would you describe what happens at the end? Uh, I'd say to to something that is really important to me when I read a monster novel, I like my monsters to be a little bit more than just slavering killers. Mm-hmm. I like monsters to actually have a character, and, yeah. and that's what he he comes around to is is his monsters become so complex that they become characters equivalent to the mm-hmm. humans, and I think that's one of the really interesting aspects of this album, not yeah. or this uh, novel. Not many people get writers go that far. Yeah, yeah. Although the, the I mean the, the critters that eat people I mean the the tank size cross between spiders and tigers I mean those are very interesting right? oh yeah no I I love those <laughs> the spiders <laughs> the spiders and, and the disc ants everything on this island from the smallest creature the size of a mite to these yes. as you say these tank size creature creatures they they're all deadly in very different ways and he's really spent a lot of time uh, I think. Uh, creating a, a coherent story. Yes, the biology, I mean, the biology looks certainly coherent. Um, I mean, the, the disc ants, the tiny disc ants, if you have a picnic with them, you're the meal. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Very scary, from the smallest to the largest. Uh, certainly worth reading, a lot of fun, a lot of pleasure. All of these are very pleasurable. I, I would certainly agree. And I've been speaking with Alan Shoes. He's the novelist whose latest book is To Catch the Lightning and the book commentator for NPR's All Things Considered. Thank you for joining me, Alan. Stay off isolated islands, Merck. I plan on it. Until next time. Yes.
You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.